0: And welcome. It is a Monday night and it is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. A very important milestone for us tonight, uh, Mr. Griffith. We have uh, reached our hundredth episode now i'm going to be very honest here there are a few episodes that we kind of had in there that we didn't count as episodes you and i would jump on and chat and we didn't really number them so it's a little loose in the date and all that but it but 100 we're going to call this one the 100th episode and we're going to celebrate it as such now it was about three years ago that you and I were probably drinking and, and telling jokes on the other program that we used to do uh, with regularity. And we said, you know, we should, we should start, as we were drinking, we should start a political show because we both are passionate about these ideas. We, see, you know, we saw the writing on the wall. We saw how unfairly Trump was being treated during his presidency. And with the election looming, we knew it was going to get worse. And um, it only took us three years to start it. So that's not too bad. No, not too bad. But, you know, in the beginning, it looked like he was holding
1: his own, and we didn't have to. But we would get really drunk. We would do our hour show, and then we would vent or rage for an hour and a half, two hours after that show. And uh, (laughs) uh, at the end, I always said, man, we should should run our mouths about this on on, on the air. But at the time, it was like, you know, I live in Hollywood, and I didn't want to sacrifice work and all that kind of stuff, and we really didn't think it was going to get as bad as it got. And it did. But here we are. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I had to beg. I I would send, you would rant on something and I would send you a text, we need to do a political show.
0: Yeah, I know. I and know. You would, nah, nah, nah. Nah, well,
1: nah, There's nothing. It's over.
0: It's, it's it's past due. I don't think I ever said that. But I think I was a little concerned. Well, radio. I was talking about I was oh, talking oh, about radio. Yeah, yeah. Right. Terrestrial
1: radio. Right, right, yeah. right.
0: And celebrating with us tonight, L and JR, great to have you both along. L, what is going on? Every time you're on the show, we get more light and more... A different background. I see windows behind you. You don't have windows in your cave. What the heck?
2: This is the room I've always been in. Are you in the same I, uh,
0: angle you've always been in? Because I don't ever remember seeing a window behind you.
2: No, nope, it's always been there. Wow, I've always just been in the dark. Just been, been dark.
0: <laughs> and Jr., you're sporting I, always They're been both, in the dark. Little, there's a what?
2: It's a there's a there's a lamp down there on the ground. It's a little bit low tech, but to, for a little bit <laughs> backlighting, it's a little lamp down there on the floor, and there's a lamp over here on the desk. It works. So I lit up the cave. Wow. As soon as the live stream's over, I turn off all the lights again. But at least for now, I'm gonna be here in the light with you guys. <laughs> right, I'm gonna crack dark. the Red Bull. Happy one hundredth episode. Thank and you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you. Now, JR, you're one of the people <laughs> responsible oh, yeah. for getting us booted off YouTube. So uh, it's good to have you oh. here for the hundredth episode <laughs> with that brand new headset. <laughs> Oh, he's just, he was just part and parcel with that episode, I think. And, um, oh. and he, uh, 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 camera too. That's right. New camera, and you got a new look. Everybody's all gussied up for the 100th episode.
3: <laughs> a little reorientation here, but, uh, hey, should be good.
0: Uh, despite the fact Brits out of the
2: woods we're just everybody's moving up in the world everybody
0: has moved up in the world but here here's something that concerns me brit and i've done a hundred of these episodes again give or take you know if you count the sunday shows and stuff uh but about a hundred mm-hmm. and um and uh, the other was it last night brit you said you felt like you've been married to, married to me for six months you said something like that right no no i didn't say six i said 10 years oh 10 years okay all right 10 all right. years well all I have to say is I'm. We're little- at that. We're at that port of
1: the relation. We're yeah. at that port of the relationship where the sex has stopped. It's not fun no. to hang out anymore. No.
0: We're there looking at each other. Do sex. we know what we're talking? P- please. <laughs> there was never. First of all, uh, there was never any sex. Let me just make That's that clear. That's part cool. of the problem. <laughs> oh my God.
3: Anyway, I'm glad is. Give stopped. it up more.
0: <laughs> There's one thing that I, I have to point out though. When I start getting texts like this from you, I just pulled on the driveway. Have you taken a shower? Because I'm jumping in. I, I'm like Britt. That's a little too familiar, um, and I think I made it clear whether I showered or not is none of your concern. And what you did on the driveway is none of mine. Okay, so I just, I, you need to be careful what you're texting me.
3: You're,
0: you're you just covering listening? because
1: you don't want the wife to see it. And no, I, don't, let me tell you, I, I had, don't had a rough day. I mean, I had a rough day.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, oh. I'm
1: all the way out in L.A. and I blow a radiator hose. And so and it's a $550 tow back. So I had to oh, Yeah, man. I had to fix it on the side of the road. I didn't know if I was going to make it back. Again, there was only one freaking parts store in all of LA that had the radiator hose in stock, and that was another 10 miles out away from my home in Northridge, blah blah blah. Anyway, so I was
0: texting fast and I was thinking of you while I was in the shower, J.D. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, one other thing we need to mention before we get into all our stuff here is that we do have some T-shirts. Now, this was uh, this Hello. is this is our starter with T-shirts, and um, they're going to be available. We're going to have them on the website. We're going to try to give one away, at least one tonight, at some point. And uh, we haven't figured out how we're doing that. I want yet. a
2: Conspiracy Junction T-shirt.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, there's a whole bunch of. Uh, of uh, <laughs> ideas here in the works for shirts. But we do have some basic logo what? shirts available. They'll be on the website. And again, this helps us uh, fund our ability to get more swag and give away more stuff, uh, especially when we're doing appearances and stuff, Brett, So I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. And hello to everybody in all of our chat rooms. We've got 18 chat rooms running simultaneously somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, that math is about as good as my math on the 100th episode, but um, <laughs> there are a bunch of them. I know that for sure. All right, we ready to get started. Britt, are you ready to get started?
1: Man, I'm trying to catch up. I mean, I, I I'm trying to get my 9 I'm trying to get D Live up so I can pull the the feed from it. Uh-huh. Being on all these oh, platforms is a DLive lot of work. yeah,
0: yeah, L thanks to your recommendation. Yep.
2: That's awesome. I just um to brag about myself for a second. I made an affiliate on D Live yesterday. Oh, good for you! Awesome. No, D Live's D Live's great. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We we like it so far. What does affiliate mean?
2: Uh, you can accept donations and you can accept donations and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. It means you've sold. No. uh, And and then I'm, I'm one stream away on, on Twitch from, uh, becoming an affiliate too, which is also cool, which I'm sure that won't last long, but still I'm excited for the time being. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Well, let's get started here. Uh, there's some interesting news coming out of a Harvard poll and Harvard is no conservative think tank. I can promise you that, but this particular poll, uh, that it was done by Harvard and uh, Harris, and it's, it's been reported and released by the left-leaning website The Hill. It says 48% of respondents say they have a positive view of Donald Trump, whereas only 46% of those same respondents have a positive and favorable opinion of his successor, Joe Biden. 51% believe Trump was actually a better president than biden jr is this a turning point in public opinion overall and will it last
3: well um <laughs> i guess it's a known fact that the longer a president has been out of office you know the the uh element of time does tend to you know sway on people's popularity and even bad presidents uh improve uh that being said we're still only eight months into biden's presidency and uh he is swooning badly on basically every everything he touches so uh you know it doesn't surprise me that biden is going down it it may surprise me a little bit that trump is uh escalating this quickly too uh because he was beat up so badly and so frequently uh, basically continually for five years so uh, i think it has uh, more to do with the fact that the independence, the those in the middle that are a little more objective um are are seeing that trump wasn't so bad after all so uh you know if biden keeps up screwing everything up he touches i think the this trend could continue and uh the gap could widen even more so uh, uh time will tell but uh you know i like trump for the most part um when he was president so i i kind of like to see him and yeah, it'll continue to improve. Uh, I'd like to see Biden improve, too, but uh, I don't think he's going to.
0: <laughs> L, the Hill is a left-leaning uh, news site, um, and it's admitted the poll numbers are, re- quote-unquote, remarkable for Biden. I think they expected something different yeah. to come out of this. Sure. Over the weekend, Chuck Todd, and I, we can't we can't figure out, is Chuck Todd face the nation or meet the press? Do we know? Does anybody know if which one he is? Or maybe he's one, another one altogether?
2: I think it's meet the press, but I'm just ma- I'm just pulling that out, yeah. out of the top of my head, so I don't yeah. know.
0: I think <laughs> I right, think I'll
2: pack back I think
0: you're right as well. But Chuck Todd was actually talking about how uh, Biden is losing credibility around the world and at home because of all the mistakes. Meet the press. Okay, because of all the mistakes and all Sorry. the the problems he's having, which is a turnaround for Chuck Todd. He's t- tends to be a cheerleader for all things Democrat. Uh, is this? Do you think the mainstream media is jumping ship because they see the ship going down? L here, or are they trying to create a little bit of space between themselves and Biden? I mean, they put him there after all.
2: Oh man, uh, you know, I think I think that they have to at least maybe admit a little bit that they. Uh, oh, you can see my carpet. I cleaned and everything. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think that as far as it goes, I, I think the media is having to concede at least a little bit that Biden is not very popular and that his his credibility is waning, even with, uh, especially with independence, but even with uh, like the left in general, a lot of people are are disenchanted for various reasons. Granted, uh, there's plenty of people that uh, it's because they, Biden didn't forgive their student loans, which he was never gonna do that. You know, like everyone's disappointed in him for uh, some reason or the other, but uh, I think that at this point, if, they weren't at least admitting that his poll numbers are sliding a little bit that it would wake more people up you know what i mean because people like pretty much everyone sees it if that makes any sense so um that's about it
0: (laughs) um brit the uh mainstream media doesn't often admit mistakes and they seldom go back and correct mistakes with any any sincerity could it be is it possible, in your estimation, that they actually see these mistakes being made uh, and realize that maybe they uh, they're responsible for some of this of what's happening right now?
1: No, <laughs> the the mainstream media doesn't care about crap. They're they're never wrong. They're always right. They're doing this for a right. reason. They're 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 hemorrhaging money. They're hemorrhaging polls. They need Orange Man bad back in office so bad to save their asses. The, the the lifeline of uh the euphoria of orange man gone uh orange man bad being gone that money has dried up people aren't paying attention people don't get they need him back so bad you watch you watch they are gonna do whatever they can to rehabilitate Donald J Trump so that he gets elected again they want him to get elected again because then their Grift starts all over again what we got going on right now is waking too many people up in the wrong way for them. Because we see how bad it is, which goes back to the poll of the change in people's views. People realize, holy
0: crap,
1: Donald Trump was actually really good at what he did. He's a little mean. He's just some off-color tweets. But, hey, I love the tweets the most, to be honest with you. I love Nicki Minaj's tweets. I, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene's tweet when she tells Omar, uh, damn autocorrect keeps correct, changing your name to brother effer. I love that. <laughs> and so bring them back. But that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're cratering, and they know it. And Orange Man Bad is their way out of this. So they're going to try and revive them. That's what I think is happening.
0: J.R. Ken Burns, who you probably recognize as a documentarian, he is most famous for his groundbreaking documentary about the American Civil War. He was on a podcast recently and he said, Current times equal to the Civil War, the Depression, and World War II. It's really serious. He's basically saying, We are one of the worst times in American and America's history. Um, he doesn't detail why he particularly thinks that. I always thought Ken Burns was a le- was a left-leaning guy. Is he another one that's taking the red pill here?
3: Well, he's a realist. Um, and so much of what's going bad right now is in everyone's face. I mean, how, how do you not look at... I mean, every topic you basically could talk about that, that Biden has touched since election uh, is going south. Um, and some of these things are... You know, just blatantly incompetent, or so far left that they're extremely overreaching. So when you look at the uh, the tremendous division amongst people in this country, well, maybe that's you know his civil war analogy. Um, you you look at the uh, disruption in foreign policy, and in you know Afghanistan and uh, and uh, Iran and uh, North Korea and China's saber rattling, Uh, you know? Maybe he sees the uh, origins of, uh, you know, what happened prior to World War II. I don't know, I mean, he's obviously a historian and he's looking at things through a lens in with that uh, light going on. So um, I would hope he's not accurate. Um, I've said to others, you know, that that are uh, seemingly Extremely frustrated, if not worse, with what's going on, uh, you know, in every in every everywhere right now. And I'm like, well, we've come through a lot of things over 200 years and we've always bounced back. Um, he sounds like he may not be in the bounce back camp. Um, I guess time will tell.
0: L. Uh, in this interview, Ken Burns quoted Abraham Lincoln and it's a lengthy quote, but the last sentence of this quote basically sums it up. And he says, "As a nation of free men, we will live forever, or or die by suicide." Basically, Lincoln's quote talks about no foreign invader will ever conquer the United States. It's not going to happen. The only mm. way we can we can die is by suicide. Are we seeing America's suicide here? Hell no! Wow.
2: Sorry, should I have break <laughs> on that? Maybe a uh, little bit. No. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think that I think that give me like three seconds to try to formulate a thought before I just start vomiting out words. Um, I think that it's a common practice for people to want to label whatever era they're in while they're in it and to, you know, put a, put a, to start trying to summarize things while it's still going on, if that makes any sense. And I think that there's a you know, everyone wants to be a doomer and say that we're on our way out. Hell no, we're not. As long as my heart is beating and there's blood flow to my veins and there's oxygen in my lungs, hell no. And I think a lot of people feel that way. We're definitely in a in a noun swing, you know, but I, I don't I don't believe that for a second. I think that uh, no, hell no. All
0: right, well, <laughs> can I ask you a personal question? Do you play that guitar that's behind you?
2: Um it doesn't have any strings on no, it. <laughs> so make making um, hard to play it. <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, so I do know how to play the guitar, not uh-huh. well by 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 any means. Um, <laughs> um, some of my family played the guitar while I was growing up, and I wanted to be just like them. And so I, um, I don't know if you can tell here. I'll, I'll move my chair. It's got a uh, a heart <laughs> for a sound hole. <laughs> um uh, and uh, here, yeah, there you go. There you go. See, it's a do- oh wait, I'm trying to swing right here. there you go uh so it's got a, like i'm not very good at it but i do like to play a little bit and i know some chords and i can play behind blue eyes ooh, and i can play uh let it be oh nice and that's about it oh
0: awesome okay so, um we'll have an l concert basically,
2: someday you know
0: yeah hey, three songs is a concert in my book
2: basically uh, van halen over here <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right brit i want to i want to change the subject <laughs> it's kind of all part of the same ther- thing here and this theme is that uh that things are pretty bad and maybe people are starting to wake up to it. Here's something, and this might be one of the reasons people think things are bad. Uh, Texas is suing the Biden administration over its guidance on transgender work rights. Um, OSHA is getting involved in the transgender fight. OSHA is making rules, or has made rules, that dictates employee, or employers cannot discriminate against employees uh, based on their tra- their gender identity, um, this particular ruling sorry, or this particular what?
1: I said I'm sorry, but when did OSHA become a legislative branch of our government? Well,
0: so this is part of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, which is part of uh, of. of- all of this labor stuff. And it said that employees or employers are not allowed to stop transgender employees from dressing in a way that is consistent with their gender identity and said employee employers, excuse me, cannot deny transgender individuals from accessing bathrooms, locker rooms, or showers that correspond with their gender identity. It also says using incorrect pronouns or names that are inconsistent with someone's gender identity can be considered Harassment. Um, this sounds like a hand grenade thrown into every office in the United States to me.
1: Well, my, my I guess my question is: ha- Have we actually defined? I mean, is there is there a legislative body of debate and voting that defines what classifies as being transgendered? going completely from man to woman or woman to man is, is, is has that been defined anywhere legalese wise Do I, we know
0: I don't know for sure but this particular use of the word is identity you don't have to have the parts in the right places as long as you think you're that and okay. say you're that you're that according to this
1: okay here, here's here's my thing on the whole the 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 the, the whole transgender, Subject matter, and this is what how I personally go.
2: Let it out. I'm gonna use Caitlyn
1: Jenner as an I'm gonna use Caitlin Jenner as an example because everybody knows her. <laughs> we all knew Bruce Jenner. We now all know Caitlin Jenner. Bruce went through the therapy, went through the drug regiment, and then went through the operation and became Caitlin. That was a long process. Five years, ten years, something like that. It was, it was a long process. And then he had the surgery. I have no problem addressing Caitlyn as Caitlyn as a she and letting her into the bathrooms. What I have a problem with are the teenage fucking boys in high school that go, I'm a girl today, and you can't say nothing about it, and they march right into the fucking girls' locker room where my daughter's at. And then later that night, they're on the football field as a boy playing foot because that shit happens. So can we please have our representatives that we voted for to tackle tough subject matter like this and come up with a policy that makes sense. You go through the therapy, you go through the drug regimen, you have the surgery, you are now man or woman. You just one day, I'm going to be a woman today. Oh, and today I'm wearing my pink bracelet today, so now I'm a cisgendered biofluid. What? No, all of that is mental illness. I don't care what you say about it. That's all mental illness. Go through the therapy. Go through the drug regiment, get the operation, take it seriously. What we're watching today with this woke crowd is such a disservice, so disgustingly vile to a true transgendered person. It, it, it bothers me to my core. It's a serious thing. But what we see is, is a lot of what we see, and then the media grabs with it and it gets big on Twitter, is that, hey, I, I want attention over here. Please give me attention. I want attention. And that's where I'm at with it. So whether they're gonna sue, good, let them sue. Let some legal precedents happen. So then moving forward, we know what needs to happen. I see L wrinkling her nose at this, but um, mm.
2: that,
1: yeah, I don't know I don't know it's what okay. to do with it because there's no, there's not a yeah, there's not a legal definition of, of that we can all go by that' there's, it's so murky.
0: El, uh, uh, I mean, you were wrinkling your nose. You may, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I won't even ask another question. I'll just let you respond.
2: Uh, well, uh, I have a lot of feelings about uh, the transgender movement in general. And uh, as a woman, I'm going to pull that card out right now. Uh, as a woman, I feel like the people that are seeding the most uh, ground are women. And you don't see, uh, nope. you know, female to male transgender uh, people demanding male spaces. You know what I mean? It's it's all female spaces. I'm, I'm about to sound like a freaking feminist right here, but for the in this instance, I kind of am a feminist <laughs> about it. Uh, and I you know what? Be. Whatever, <laughs> as I should be. Uh, I don't. I don't really. Um, I can absolutely sympathize with people who have ge- who have genuine gender dysphoria. Uh, that's classified in the dsm-5 as far as people who otherwise are auto who are uh, mentally ill who oh. are seeking uh validation because they are or you know feel a certain way or want to be a certain way or build it up in their head that if i only had this or if only this if i was only a woman everything would be better well guess what as a woman i'm just going to tell you right now make it, being a woman does not just automatically make your life better It just doesn't. Um, and, and I'm absolutely sick of seeding, uh, my personal spaces, my femininity, my right to exist as a woman in women only spaces and, uh, seeding that to mentally ill men. I'm just sick of it. And I, as far as, uh, you know, uh, Caitlyn Jenner goes, I, I don't really, I don't accept that either. Uh, you know, if you've actually looked into some of the things that, uh, uh, I'm just going to use the, the, they, uh, that, that, that person has said about women in general. I just, I don't like it. I don't like someone who's not a biological woman telling me what being a woman's all about, reducing a woman down to a list of bullet points or saying that it's because you wear a dress or because you have your hair long. Like, again, I've said this a million times, but every morning when I wake up, I just am a woman. It's that easy. It's that easy because I just am. And so like creating this arbitrary list of, of classic of, Traits or qualities that makes a woman—it's just absolute horseshit—and I don't accept any of it. I reject it all. I used to be a little bit more uh, accepting of it. I used to try to understand. I absolutely do have sympathy for people who are struggling with their mental health and who have gender dysphoria. I understand that that's a very real thing. But as far as accepting or uh, ceding my rights, my spaces, and and my femininity to someone else who's going to tell me what it means to be a woman—fuck that! Pardon my French. But fuck that! I'm not with it. I am officially a turf.
0: JR that's so, that's that's, my- that's you <laughs> know one of the biggest issues here especially when it comes to I mean we had a case very recently where a a man who identified it as a woman went into what was it a sauna in California or a, yeah, a bath or something and a pedophile. Yeah. he was a pedophile. He was naked. The women saw, you know, his, uh, his genitalia. They went and complained and there were kids in there, I believe. Right. Weren't there children or uh-huh. minors yes. in this particular minors. children and the, and the, uh, the, the clerk, I mean the guy, you know, working the counter, I don't know that he makes the policies but he's, you know, basically stood there and said, well, our policy is to, is to uh, respect the gender identity of all our patrons or something like that. Just so follow the orders. It's, I mean, and then you've got these same type of men who identify as women wanting to go in women's bathrooms. What about the rights of the women who don't want that in the, you know, if, when they're looking for their privacy? And, know. you know, I mean, they seem to be a completely forgotten uh, part of this equation.
3: Yeah, it's, well, uh, I, I'll just say, yeah, you know, go, go ahead, go ahead, if you want, but I, I was just going to say either well, extreme, I think we can all kind of agree with, but but it's that <laughs> the meaty middle that, that really um, needs some guidance because it's, it's, you put yourself in a business position, you know, there's no, it's a no win situation. You're, you're just not going to be able to please everybody. And, and you know as Britt was saying you know there's different degrees of the progression for some of these folks and i uh, you know it's america you can do whatever you want but that doesn't mean you can do whatever you want whenever you want in every situation so there's got to be some guidance for you know the business community who will want to do the right thing but inherently will do the wrong thing um if if it's allowed to be controlled by the uh you know, a minimum wage clerk at the uh, at the uh, sauna desk, or uh, wh- whatever the situation might be. So, um, it's—I don't know. It's just—it's just a difficult situation, and somebody. And I'm not sure OSHA is the right place to, to provide that guidance either. But it's—it's got to be done someplace where it can be consistently interpreted, so people can do the right thing.
0: L, you wanted to jump in on that.
2: All I was gonna say is that what we, you're we talking about—women wanting to feel uh, safe in their spaces, such as uh, you know, female-only gyms or female-only saunas, uh, female-only universities, things like that—I uh, find it fundamentally odd that a lot of the times women will make the argument that they want to feel safe in those spaces, and then if uh, you know, uh, trans women are not allowed in those spaces, then they become violent and aggressive, uh, which kind of proves the damn point. You know what I mean? Like that's the, like I'm not saying that like you know women aren't violent to each other or anything or things like that but like women who have especially been through uh you know sexual assault or a uh, domestic battery sort of situation are absolutely very wary of uh, aggressive men and they have every right to be any man who's been battered by a woman same thing there should be male only and female only uh you know safe spaces for both people and uh I I just, again, I was just uh, remarking on the irony that anytime women defend their spaces for biological women, that (laughs) the reaction is usually to become aggressive or violent, which again, proves the point. That's it.
0: Um, I'm going to say one thing and then Britt, you can take it here. Uh, I just want to thank everybody. We've got a lot of new names floating through the chat rooms. And as I try to keep an eye on all of them, it's a little bit difficult. We'll find a better system as we uh, get more used to adding places like DLive and Rumble
2: Elive
0: is badass. Yeah, I like it. And we're looking at Trovo too. <laughs> Do you know? Was it Trovo? I've never used no? Trovo. Yeah, I see a lot of people starting to use we that chat as well. Welcome after the show. But but anyway, uh, if you're new to the program, thank you for being here. Please subscribe or follow or whatever yeah. it happens to be, and uh, share the program as well. And uh, you know, keep coming back. We appreciate seeing you here. Go ahead, Brett.
1: All right. So first, I want to uh, I want to shout out to Ohio Kimmy and Foxhole. She gave us a cookie.
3: Oh, thank so you. So we've got another
1: cookie. Because apparently I'm not fat enough, so more cookies coming in. <laughs> Thank you, Ohio Kimmy. We much appreciate it. Again, uh, all the money we're, we take in from that kind of stuff, we are going to put back into swag to give away to you guys. So the more money, the cooler stuff we can get. At least that's the, the, the plan for right now. Um, we still got to figure out how the hell we're going to give it away, but, you know, that's the way it rolls. All right, so we kind of talked about some downer stuff. Um, I ran across this this morning, uh, and I, I like it. Republicans on verge of outnumbering Democrats in Florida for the first time in modern history.
2: Ayo. think about
1: that, Jr. Jr. Think about that. <laughs> Republicans outnumbering Democrats in a state for the first time ever. That means that means the funny business going on in the blue cities is bigger than we think. Because uh, Trump should have won by more, DeSantis should have won by more. But this is amazing, right? Right, Jr.
3: Well, I think of, uh, you know, everybody I know in, uh, in New York here is finding a way to make their way down to Florida. So, uh, you know, if you as you probably think of New York State, you don't think of where uh, JV and I are in, in more upstate New York. But uh, by and large, a lot of these folks moving down to Florida are are from blue, you know, metropolitan New York. So, you know, the big fear has been. That states that are these uh, southern, uh, you know, bastions of formerly northeastern uh, Democrats will become more purple or blue, so that actually runs a little counter. And and some of that may be the uh, legal immigrants that have come, and uh, are more. Um, let's say they're they're more uh, uh, God fearing and Christian, and 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 in many ways Catholic, and not necessarily liberal and even though they're immigrants you think of immigrants again as being uh you know more favorable to blue but uh in some ways they're republican so you know the cubans uh, immigration may be uh some of that and some of it may be you know if we think about new york and you know connecticut and massachusetts but uh it may very well be some more conservative midwestern states and they're heading that way too i don't know um interesting To say the least, because I'm sure the Democrats were looking at Florida as a state that would migrate towards purple and blue uh, eventually over, you know, a certain period of time. Um, Maybe just the opposite will happen. So that's interesting. And, And some of it may very well be the leadership makes sense. And the national leadership does not make sense. So, I don't know, right. it'd be interesting to get get into the yeah. why behind that if you were polling it to see, you know, what were the motivations uh behind uh some of these political leanings.
1: Exactly. So, L. So, when you look at a at a headline like that or a poll like that, um or mm-hmm. a survey technically like I guess it's actually a survey of the data of the voter registration like that. I mean, the Democrats absolutely did think that Florida yeah, they they absolutely did they absolutely did think it was going to Track blue because of the immigrants, mm. but the Cubans are escaping socialism, and and you know what? I'm sorry, yeah. but if you look at the Texas counties, the Texas counties on the border that are all f- going red because they're oh, all right immigrants now. that have come from the social. So mm. if the Democrats, if Orange Man Bad didn't happen, the Democrats would not have mm. gone so crazy where we can all see it. Therefore, maybe their plan would have worked. But I, my gut check is is that is that the Trump phenomena has as, has has it, it has ripples that we're not even counting that we didn't even think about when trump when trump landed in the pond the amount of ripples that keep rolling out from that man's presidency keeps on giving to our side and one of them is i'm one i'm a socialist, one of them so <laughs> yeah the people that have left socialist countries are coming up here now they're seeing with the dem so does this does do you see this expanding out beyond florida
2: oh sure um I you know, one of the good things about Texas, especially uh, speaking about, you know, large states that, you know, all the Democrats were saying, you know, we're going to move there, We're going to flip Texas blue. Well, uh, now they're all uh, fleeing Texas, uh, you know, so that they can get an abortion at the Walmart for a quarter or, you know, that's kind of like the Democrat utopia uh, in their heads. Um, you, you have Democrats that are refusing to perform in, in red states like, hell, yeah, I'm, I'm mellow for it. Um, you know, I didn't know that Democrats outnumbered Republicans in Florida. I find that surprising, and um, I'm I'm glad of it. I know that it's you know it's considered Florida is considered a swing state, yeah. So, um, but it's was. definitely tracking more. Well, yeah, right. Um, I still I still remember the Bush Gore situation. Yeah. Um, but I um, <laughs> yeah I will say God. The Hanging Chad, remember that? Like what simple times the Hanging Chad, you know, <laughs> phenomenon was. Um, but I will, I will say this that. Uh, c- what you were saying about uh, COVID and, and Trump uh, kind of waking people up. I'm, I'm absolutely one of the people that were kind of a, a, a casualty of that. I was 100% uh, for those of y'all who don't know my story. And for those of y'all that do, you know, shut up and let me tell it again. Uh, when I went to college, I totally got indoctrinated. I was like full on lefty, uh, like even when like I cried when Trump won. I used to write snarky posts on my Facebook about him being a game show host. I mean, like I was so I was I was just like the worst. I was the worst. And um. And as things kind of just kept coming out, it took me until like, you know, mid, I guess 2018 to kind of start to see it. But had someone like Trump not been in office, uh, I don't know if I, w- I I don't know where I'd be today. I don't I don't know how I would. Uh, be politically. And I think it did kind of take him being in office for that to happen. So I think that there's a ripple effect on that. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling all over. I'm going to try to uh, tie this in. Uh Florida, I think we'll continue to trend red because of COVID. There we go. Caught my caught my uh, train of thought again. With COVID, uh, we're starting to see, especially with a uh, tyrannical federal government, how important state representation is. And DeSantis is really, you know, the the shield for Floridians to be able to live their lives as they please and to live freely, and I think that uh, a lot of people are seeing that. Uh, you know, I live in Alabama. Our state uh, government is kind of a shit show, but you know, we still trend uh, quite red, other than like the Birmingham, Middle Alabama area, and even Meemaw, who is a little wishy washy on things, uh, K. Ivy has been holding strong, and uh, they've been uh, going after hospitals for requiring their. Uh, workers to be vaccinated because we passed actual legislation, not just a executive order banning vaccine passports. So uh, state representation and state leadership matters a ton. And um, yeah, I think that that will uh, do well for red states. And uh, will hopefully some of these more purplish states are ones that are kind of wishy-washy. Hopefully that will solidify that as well. Because people want to just live their lives how they please for the most part, unless you're like a crazy authoritarian leftist. So uh, I don't know that's that <laughs> okay
1: cool that's that there we go so jv so i'm gonna piggyback off of a little uh, something because uh, l hit so many s- points um i'm gonna grab this part out of that and apply it to your question um i, I think a lot of this also is is desantis he's such a leader he's such a man he's, he's awesome. a manly man he's he's not a newsome where you're wishy-washy <laughs> and trying to figure out which way the wind's blowing and and he he is like he's just like a man and i and i think the the Hispanic Cuban culture that culture, they they respect that. And so it's easy to get behind and and be proud of this governor. And he's doing good stuff. I'm not saying that if he was just a manly man doing bad stuff, he would get I you know, like Cuomo was tried to be a manly man, but he did stupid shit. But DeSantis is a guy he's got this swagger about him. You can't help but say this guy knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about. And don't, you know,
2: follow his He's a fighter.
0: Uh couple things one is now i know that that tweet you or tweet that text you sent me was meant for ron desantis get a bit of a man crush going on there and i certainly applaud that for you brett i think that's wonderful um i don't think he's i don't think he's got a swagger i think he's just a very principled conservative and I think when you when you govern and when you lead with principles, you you have a confidence in the way you govern and lead, yeah. um, and that's the difference here. Cuomo was was not a was not a manly man. He was just a thug. Right. He was just a thug that's who what had an up. attitude. He was a slut. Uh, um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but the bottom line here is yeah. I think one of the reasons that the Republicans are winning in Florida in the numbers game, if that's what it, what you want to call it, is because. Um, the republicans and the, the uh. conservative movement people are trying uh, try to try to con- sway you based on the uh, strength of their arguments democrats don't do that they try to bully you into submission uh, democrats try to win elections now by playing uh, tricks with with the voting process They try to change. And with censorship, yeah. And with censorship and with media uh, domination, basically lying. Uh, Democrats Mm -hmm. also try to win future elections by packing districts with people they think are going to turn out to be Democrat voters. And I'm talking about this surge that's coming across our border to the south of us here that's you know it's it's unprecedented the numbers of people that are swarming across the border uh most of them are being released into the interior of the united states and from what i just read they don't get trials they don't get court dates for three to five years what do you think is going to happen in three to five years with those people they're going to show up at a court date in three to five years that's not going to happen um and the other way democrats try to win elections is through legal wranglings, through lawsuits so when you have a leader like DeSantis who stands up and he actually offers an argument in support of his his actions and his policies, there's there's a there's something to respect there. There's something to admire there. There aren't a lot of politicians that do that on either side anymore. And it's so refreshing to see him doing that. And uh, and of course, you know, he's going to be a presidential candidate someday. I don't know. Wh- I don't know when, but someday he will be a presidential candidate. And based on the strength of his um his uh, his uh, actions now. I think he will be president someday.
1: I I think you're you're uh, unless some bizarre scandal comes out. Uh, I think you're exactly right. You don't think that standards. would have come but, out already? But,
0: given the how many times the Democrats oh, have yeah, tried yeah. to skewer that's him already. My God, they've they've yeah, tried. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, he, he's think, he's he's gonna be a little bulletproof, out. just like tr- Trump is bulletproof. Okay.
2: Well, I I think that Um, one of the things that I find the the best about DeSantis, too, is unlike Trump, which, like, I love Trump, and I think that the way that he did, like, with the media was very effective and very useful, but DeSantis really, like, he makes headlines because of the things that he's doing, not because of the things that he's saying. And I think that's a huge difference as far as like strength or whatnot. He's not—he's not really mouthing off. His uh, press secretary, though, I think he's—she's his press secretary, Christina Peshaw. If y'all don't follow her on Twitter, she's amazing. Like she will mouth off with him all day. But DeSantis himself—oh yes—I mean, other than his press conferences, oh Christina's amazing. But DeSantis himself is very much like. Uh, Am I boring you, J.V.?
0: No, I have to <laughs> monitor numbers and streams. I've got five computer monitors. I don't always get to look directly at the camera, but I'm sorry Someone if I gave that impression.
1: <laughs> I'm Someone knows my pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing no, solitaire I, I on just, the computer think, over I think, here. I yeah.
2: DeSantis' actions over his uh, words, like, again, I think that Trump was very masterful with how he did it, but he makes the headlines because of the things that he's actually doing uh, politically. I think it's fantastic. That's all.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I drank a whole red bull. And, from and that goes back right
2: to his,
1: Oh boy. Another Red <laughs> Bull for, for more instead of more wine for the women, more Red Bull for the women. So but but back to JV, back to your uh, that 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 confidence is a swag is a swagger. That's what I mean. I mean it's it's confidence. It's just he's if you look at most politicians, they're very timid to say anything unless they can focus test or they look over at their advisor or he doesn't do that. He doesn't so that's okay. why I mean I'm going to disagree you with you. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to
0: disagree with your use of the word swagger. Trump had a swagger. Trump has a swagger. DeSantis has a confidence, right. and I I differentiate a little bit there.
1: Oh, okay, I think there's a little bit of a blend there that kind of goes both ways. But all right. Um, anyway, so moving on to the next thing. So here's the other thing that I caught today that um, this is really bothering me, and I don't know I don't know how to how to deal with this. So I read this headline: BLM protests. New York City, a uh, restaurant where black women were denied service due to lack of vaccine proof. We all know this story, right? The 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 hostess said to these three or four or five black women, you know, where's your, where's your passports, your COVID passport? They showed them. Something happened. She said she didn't believe them. There's a fight. Uh, the restaurant's saying one story. The lawyers are saying another story. I don't want – that's not my point to all of this. I don't necessarily want to talk about that. My point is, is that our government – has put people in the position of having to be caught. So this, so this hostess, or trash, but this hostess should not be in the position to have to police people. If the government wants businesses to, uh, if, if the government wants people to have COVID passports to go into businesses, the government needs to put a code enforcement officer there. These hostesses, these, these employees, they're not trained to deal with this. And then the business has to tell their hostesses to do that. So, so JV, you own your radio station back. Think back when you owned businesses, you own your radio station. Guy walks in, people walk in, your secretary says, Hey, do you have your passports? They get in a fight. Your 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 secretary gets beat down, bloody, hurt, injured. Are you as a business responsible for that? Is that a workplace injury because you told her to enforce that policy? How does that work? So that's, just, that's my that's my my thought process on this. So JR, I'm gonna end this with you, JV and you can take it back. So JR, with that kind of mindset and process as you being a manager in the banking world, where are those who the hell is our government to put that responsibility on regular citizens that aren't trained to deal with this stuff?
3: Yeah. Well, it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, uh, without guidance on these things, you've got frontline workers, um, trying to make the appropriate decision on, you know, things that are rather ambiguous at times. I mean, if it, it's uh, it's like the bouncer at the bar trying to determine if it's a fake ID, right? I mean, there are people, um, I've already heard stories of it that have, that have, uh, not been vaccinated that have produced a fake vaccination cards i've heard of it in our little area here um so it's 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 rife for issues like this to happen and and to that specific example that wasn't a racist thing it was a vaccine interpretation thing and uh for blm to bro you know to to make it a, a another racial thing i mean they're just looking for an excuse to protest and you know, and and flex their muscles a little bit, but uh, uh, we're going to. Con- the more we the more we try to take control of people's lives and their freedoms, uh, the more they're going to give be given opportunities to try to make uh, you know game time decisions on on how you interpret these things. And you know, it's going to take lawsuits or it's going to take leadership to fix these things. And right now, we don't have that.
1: Right. So, L So, uh, um, as an employee, do they have a right mm-hmm. to tell their employer, "I don't feel comfortable enforcing this. I don't. I. I don't want to be put in that position. I don't want to have a confrontation." Do they as a do, do the frontline workers have have Do they have Can they say no? I don't want to do this. Or are they mandatory, mandated?
2: So I'm actually adding that to, um, whenever uh, something comes across my radar, which I mean, my book is full, but I I write down stuff by hand of uh, things that are intriguing me that I wanna research. And I'm actually writing this down right now about uh, are businesses liable for workplace injury for enforcing these uh, vaccine mandates? Sorry, hang on. I gotta write two more words, vaccine, so I don't lose it. I have to write down stuff. <laughs> um, and that's a really good question. And uh, I would say, you know, especially when you've got people in like grocery stores, granted, we've got like the little Karens that love to, I remember uh, uh, back before Alabama lifted the mask mandate, uh, you know, I went to Costco, you know, as, as I do to get my rotisserie chicken and a few other things. Um, and and I had I had a mask on, this was, you know, last year. And like, it was like, it was like on the like the the like tip of my nose. It wasn't below my yeah. nose, but like it it was it was slipping down because when you move around, like they slip down, and like I just this 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 bitch, pardon, but she was she was like it needs to be up over your nose. And like we there's definitely people like that. But as people are getting uh, more and more sick of it, I think that you are going to start seeing people be more aggressive. And I've said this on my own live stream, I do a live stream Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday nights from 1130 uh, Central Time to like 4am where we just talk about stuff. And I've kind of oh, said boy. that I think we need to make it I think we need to, I know well, I mean, no one else is streaming then and I'm up. But uh, <laughs> I think that we kind of need to I'm not saying that we need to attack hostesses at restaurants by any means, but I think that that's kind of a, a, an interesting place to apply leverage, because for the most part, people are like, well, don't, you know, people, they're just doing their jobs. Don't make it some cashier's problem at the at the Publix. But like, I kind of think we do need to make it their problem, because as you said, uh, the government is counting on little 16-year-old cashiers down at your Kroger or your local Publix or whatever, wherever you shop for groceries, they're in, ca- they're, they're, expecting 16 year olds to be enforcing these mandates that are not laws, uh, that, that are, you know, by executive dictatorship, uh, I yep. think that we kind of do need to make it their problem because as, as if I were, I started working when I was like 15, if I were a 15 year old, uh, I wouldn't want to be trying to, you know, tell some like burly man, you know, what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Especially over something like that. Uh, yeah. Like, I think that we kind of do need to make it their problem because it's a very interesting point. I'm going to research that further because I wrote it down. Uh, I think that that's a cool. really I interesting know question. Because if someone gets their ass when kicked at out, work me... because of that, like, who pays for it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know? JV, so I'm going to add another little wrinkle. So, today, when, when I went to get this part at AutoZone in Northridge… There was a little twenty-something-year-old, probably twenty-two Nazi bitch behind the counter. I come. I'm in Orange <laughs> County. We don't have to wear masks here. This is up in North, up in LA County, where you have to wear masks. I walked in with no mask on, and she was like, uh, "Sir, you need a mask." And I was like, "It's in my broke down truck." And she was like, "Well, you need to go get it." I said, "It's two miles down the road. I just walked here." And the manager, I'm <laughs> going. Uh, and then she said something, and I, and I and I literally fired back at her. She said, well, the rules are the rules. I said, well, if the rules are the rules, in the rule, in the illegal edict, it states that businesses are to provide a mask for their patrons. Do you have one? And the manager looked, just said, one second, went and got it, came back, gave me, said, sorry, sir. Anyway, so this business has this little teenager this little that's just out of control, power hungry, loving every minute of it. And God, I, I feel sorry for her boyfriend. So my question to you as an as a ex-business owner, Maybe, maybe not, you're responsible for it, but then you also have to take this this process and put it in and entrust it in kids who are just barely learning how to work. I mean, this is evil for our government to do. Talk about a way to really turn the the the, the populace against each other.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing there's nothing okay about this. And you're right about the enforcement of it as well. Um and in in New York City with that particular event that you started this segment off with where um a restaurant it was a restaurant right had had to ask uh correct s- some black patrons to leave because they couldn't prove that's couldn't, a different one oh that's a different one there's two of them okay yeah, there's
1: two of them one is uh it's it's either four or five black women beat up a host it's over oh, a right. fake pat uh, yeah. fake pat uh and the other one was the black family's in sitting with amongst a bunch of white people eating and the manager went right to the black people didn't even ask anybody else just yeah. the black family
0: well, when this was all being discussed and proposed.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. That's just like, <laughs> that's not a good look.
0: But <laughs> well, yeah, when this was all being discussed and proposed, that was one of the bullet points for the people who said this is not going to work and it shouldn't even be considered. Uh, we know that this, this, uh, this uh, story that the mainstream media is pushing on us—that uh, it's the MAGA people that aren't getting vaccinated, and it's the MAGA people that are uh, spreading uh, misinformation about what the vaccines, whatever—we uh, we know that. And then that,
2: here comes Nicki Minaj.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we know the black the black uh, population is less vaccinated than than uh, I think any particular demographic group. Um, so now now what do they do now? You know now they're you know they they get into this situation where they have to ask black patrons to leave a restaurant because they they don't have. A vaccination proofer and they're not vaccinated. The whole thing's a real mess, but it ties nicely into what I wanted to bring up next Britt, because as, as you pointed out, I owned radio stations for a lot of years. And one of the things that I faced often um, was this, this overreach by government to regulate everything. And particularly when it comes in, come it comes to employees. And this is for every business. The government provides every resource to an employee who wants to create trouble, everything, Free attorneys, free guidance, and not just, you know, free uh, legal advice as they go through a process, but they get the deferential treatment. They get the benefit of every single doubt, and the business owner has to prove uh, that they're innocent. Uh, they're, They're presumed guilty, and I had to deal with a few of those cases myself, and it's very, very expensive. And it's one of the reasons I will never be an employer again, ever so think about what that kind of chilling effect does to people who, like me, who risked everything to start a business. I was successful, thankfully, but I but I had to deal with a lot of this crap and I'll never do it again. And now we've got OSHA, again, uh, writing rules that will tackle heat stress of employees. Now, this is something that's going hand in hand with their effort to, quote-unquote, combat climate change. But the Biden administration announced today that will begin crafting a standard to protect workers from heat as the federal government wrestles with a growing public health threat exacerbated by climate change. They say that extreme heat kills more Americans than any other climate hazard. Um, They cite that in 2019, 43 people died from heat issues. Um, I'm not exactly sure. 43 in 2019. I think more than that died in the month of September in Chicago from crime and violence, uh, that is being mismanaged. JR, um, again, is this a a solution in search of a problem?
3: (laughs) 43 people, you know, I, I think you're right. And I'm rolling the dice and going to Chicago this weekend here. So, uh, hopefully I'm not a statistic, uh, Otherwise you're going to have to go a little deeper in the Rolodex here, Jim. But anyway, uh, you know, what this is, is a, uh, answer and, uh, they're looking for ways to, you know, promote the climate change agenda and all likelihood. I mean, 43 po- people, in the country dying of anything is not even a blip. So uh, for, I mean, they're showing yeah. the picture, in the picture that the photo, there are migrant workers, um, you know, and I, I don't even know. Uh, may, maybe they had underlying heart issues and any number of things too. And these are the forty-three that died, right? It's it's no different than COVID, where you have five different things going on, and COVID is what gets you. So, was it a COVID death or is it a something else, right? Um, I don't know, but forty-three people doesn't seem like uh, much of a uh, plurality for anything. Uh, to justify uh, their agenda. But well, well, it's, it's, it's an triumph. effort.
0: It's an effort to turn the attention to climate change and, and try to come up with more uh, examples of problems that climate change is causing. The interesting thing here is this is a quote from um, the, from uh, Joe Biden. He said, rising temperatures pose an imminent threat to millions of American workers exposed to the elements, to kids in school without air conditioning, to seniors in nursing homes without cooling resources, and particularly to disadvantaged communities. My administration will not leave Americans to face this threat alone. How does an OSHA regulation solve this problem, L, particularly when the Biden administration in the same breath is trying to create an electric supply grid that is unreliable and fraught with its own problems? I mean, they're trying to replace reliable electricity generated by fossil fuels with these green technologies that are proven to be unreliable when heating and cooling both rely on electricity to, to happen.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, until anyone embraces uh, nuclear, I won't take them seriously about uh, green energy. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you guys on this one a little bit. I do think that wh- while I don't agree with tying the the cause in with climate change, but of course, you know how the that's how the the left works is that any, you know, they're always like, uh, you know, abortion is infrastructure, you know, they just want to make everything related to everything. I don't agree with that, but I will say that, uh, heat-related death. I, I know that you say it's only 45 people, but if, if there is anything that a, uh, an employer could be doing to, uh, prevent 45 deaths in that regard. I'm looking right now, I was looking at, you know, like these are construction workers that this is happening to. Um, I know that the image, of course, was a uh, pri- uh, you know, look like migrant workers. So, of course, that's what they're going to try to tie it into. But uh, looking at uh, actual reports of it, it's it's Amazon workers uh, who are out in the heat delivering, who don't get breaks. Uh, It looks like it's construction workers and things like that. I don't think that anyone should uh, be afraid of taking a break uh, if they they get hot to the point where they die of heat stroke. Um, I don't. Again, I don't like tying it in with climate change, and I think that OSHA again—they're just trying to lump everything in together. OSHA regulations aren't going to affect, uh, you know, people without air conditioning or whatnot. But there was a—hang on, give me two seconds to look this up. But in in the UK, where most people don't have—hang um, uh, sorry—in the UK, where a lot of people don't have air conditioning because it's not quite as hot over there. Same thing in California. When I lived in California and San Francisco, my house didn't have central air. Um, like, you know, my, my air is on, like, you know, 70 degrees, pretty much 24-7. I can't imagine uh, being in a place where I didn't have uh, an, an air conditioner and and having, you know, a heat wave come through. Again, I don't know what OSHA regulation is going to do about that. I'm just kind of rambling. But there was a huge heat wave in uh, the UK a few years ago, and over 2,500 people died. Um, again, I don't, like, I think that would be just a horrible way to go. And... I don't know what OSHA could do about it, but well, I think I that's think,
0: I think that's the point here. I, don't know. I know I think that this point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, there, we always have I just don't concerns. Want to roast to death. We that's always have terrible. concerns <laughs> of heat-related death, particularly with the elder, elderly uh, when we have long mm. um, periods of of excessive heat. But that's not necessarily I'm an saying, OSHA responsibility with, uh,
2: people freezing to death in their homes.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. OSHA, uh, the White House said OSHA will expand workplace enforcement on days where the heat index exceeds 80 degrees Fahrenheit by sending more people to investigate complaints. And it'll also expand education for employers how to prevent heat illnesses. Now, I want to go back to what I just said about my experience as a business owner disgruntled employees or, or employees that want to cause problems will find any reason to cause those problems and here's another source of lawsuits that will plague employers i promise you mm. this will be less about people getting heat illness and more about disgruntled and just uh discontent employees wanted to harass employers this is another perfect example of how that's going to play out brit
1: Yes. And so, so I have actual personal experience with this. Uh, for most of my life, I was uh, a foreman at an asphalt manufacturing plant. I started with this company when it was a smaller family owned company, and then it got bought up, uh, in the nineties and then flipped and built up and then sold to a huge international company, uh, rock and sand. I won't say their name, but it's easy to figure out. Um, and running an asphalt plant, you have a 1 million BTU burner that heats the rock up to 300 and something degrees with 300 and something degree oil. It's a super hot, dangerous, miserable job. And I worked at the in the Corona area, which is a valley, which is insane heat for Southern California because the air doesn't move through there. So there were days where it's 112, 115 degrees, and I have to have long sleeves on because if a hot oil line breaks, you got to be car- you got to be covered because that oil hits your skin, you're done. Next to a plant that's, you know, 300, 400 freaking degrees. And let me tell you, you talk about heat stroking and, and whatnot. It was a bitch, but OSHA, and for us, we also have Cal OSHA in California. And then we also have IMSHA, which is the mining uh version of OSHA, which is even more intense. You know, MSHA? they had to dictate that, you know, it's called IMSHA, uh mining and safety, health, and something like that. Um, and, and they have really big teeth, man. They'll shut your whole company down in a blink of an eye. But my point is, yeah. is that, is that when I was when I started that job in probably the mid early 90 s mid 90s at the family run one it was a lot, it was really loosey-goosey at some of the stuff we did and people would get killed and in that world in that in that rock and sand ready mix mining world they have what they call fatalgrams anytime someone dies in the industry boom they send out a uh, this fax a special fact now it's an email to this thing and we all have to read it we read what the guy did why he got killed how to prevent it it's called a we used to call them fatal grams. We kill a lot of people in that industry, a little over 500 a year, and mostly from stupidity. My point is, is that there is a place and a role for OSHA, MSHA, CALSHA, whatever you want to call it, uh, to make sure stuff is happening. The problem is they overstep. They, They had us doing so much extra stuff. It was almost more dangerous to do what they wanted us to do than just do the damn job. But also a job that would take us four hours to do. Like, we could do, like, we run our eight hour shift and then shut the plant down and then work on it for four hours afterwards. Because of all the stuff we had to do that they required paperwork wise, photography wise, security, you know, ropes and safety stuff wise, all of a sudden becomes an eight hour job. So now we can't do it. So we have to call in the repair crew, which added more money, more cost to the business, which we, you know, we were making 45, 50 bucks an hour. It's a job where you don't have to have a college education, but you got to be smart at what you do. So we got paid good money for that. That's the problem with this. I I get that we don't want people to roast to death. And no one really wants people to roast to death. But they overstep. And then all of a sudden, you know, our coffee, our our, our strawberries, our food, our manufactured goods are going to are going to double in price because of all this extra paperwork. And it's a paperwork and lawsuits and And lawsuits and lawsuits Yeah, yeah, and
0: lawsuits from not having the proper paperwork or the so looking, or the, or the worker beast. All right, let me let, let, we, we got to move on here, but uh, let me just yeah. let me just so an employee can make an allegation and bring the full weight of the federal and or state government down on an employer and the employer then has to hire legal representation to get itself yep. proven innocent. That's the way the system works. It breaks a lot of businesses. It's cost me during in my experience tens of thousands of dollars just to prove that I was right. And uh, that's the way the system works. I tell my kids that all the time. And they keep adding these things to it. They add this bullet list of things that employees can sue employers for without consequence when they're proven to be, um, uh, what's the word, Uh, frivolous, uh, with no consequence to the employee. Uh, In fact... If you can't even fire them um, for causing trouble like that so uh, it's bad I, I
2: had an employee I used to be a manager I had an employee I handed her something and uh, at the time my like my nails were long but not like, like crazy nails but I handed her something and like the edge of my nail I guess like I scratched her hand on accident sure like and like, just like by hand and uh, she uh, tried to sue me so yeah oh my people God. Are, no. that's what <laughs> that's,
0: that's what's happened that's I what's happened that I do I do want to mention <laughs> I, I do want to mention we're, we're we're out of time here. Uh, I di- we did want to talk about Minneapolis briefly and maybe we'll do a quick go around here about this. but Minneapolis is about to vote on whether or not they're going to eliminate their police department. This is the ultimate defund the police movement. the the, uh, the common council in Minneapolis has this up for referendum in November. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up as to how it's going to turn out. But th- when polled, the black community does not want the police defunded. And they don't want the police disbanded. This proposal would replace the de- police, police department with social workers, a Department of Public Safety. Jr., how is it going to turn out when the first group, uh, couple of social workers walk, in, walk into a domestic dispute uh, where um, you know it 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 it, uh, it accelerates quickly and uh, becomes hostile and becomes violent? You know, are these social work's, workers going to be able to handle that?
3: This is going to be a bad experiment. Uh, if, if you think it's hard to get uh, employees today, um, it's going to be a long, long uh, uh, vacancy list. I think for social workers in Minnesota, um, and the first time you know they get into a situation that's too hot to handle, uh, you know I just don't know who, you, how you're going to sign up for that. And I, I get uh, related to what we just talked about: dangerous jobs do pay more. But I don't know that they're going to be able to pay social workers enough. Certainly, they're going to have to pay them more than they pay police officers.
0: Yeah. Um, L, the numbers on this, black black voters oppose replacing the police department with the Department of Public Safety by a 47 to 42 margin. White voters support the idea 51 to 40.
2: I, I, just, I just pulled that up. Are you on a, uh, americanexperiment.org? I was I just pulled that up, too, because I was looking at it. Yeah, it looks like it's driven by a lot of white voters. You know, I'm kind of on the fence about this. I'm not saying that I don't support, uh, you know, law enforcement generally, the folks that do their jobs. But then I also see countries like Australia where they're locking people in their homes and arresting people with uh, for not wearing their masks. So, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. i am got kind of a thorn on this. Yeah. But I think that Minneapolis is definitely paying the price for the progressives. And... um. Uh, I mean, it looks like they're putting it to a vote, so uh, I guess you know. Yet again, white people
0: are going to be. Minneapolis is on this, track so. to have a record uh, year as far as homicides go. So um, I don't know. I think this is this is foolhardy, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Hey, listen, I've got one more thing, Brett. I don't know if you had something else you wanted to go to before we. What are you pointing at? Your eyes? I don't get. I don't get to comment on this subject. Oh, you can if you want to. I had something else I was going to have you comment on, but go ahead. <laughs> comment on this one. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, this has been done
1: before successfully. All they got to do is reach out to Rudy Giuliani. He did it in New York when he cleaned up after Mayor Dinkins and all the other years before Dinkin. This has been done. It's doable. But what he did is he took part of the budget from the New York, or, or expanded, I don't know which, and they hired social workers and they would put together strike teams, four officers and one social worker. And they would go out and handle the mentally ill. And it worked beautifully it's been done before this this can work but what minneapolis is doing it's radical and it's, it has nothing to do it, it, it's not about the social workers jv it's about just blowing up this blowing up the system says, blow the system up catch it on fire burn it to the ground and we're going to rebuild it with a great central
0: party yeah the great society that's yeah
2: all
0: right so uh as we started the program everybody knows this is our hundredth Episode, uh, we're we're very very grateful uh, to the support that everyone's giving us and how quickly the show is growing on multiple platforms. And I put something quick together here just to remind you how much fun we've had over the past hundred episodes. What
1: not? What not? What not? Oh my god! What not? <laughs> sleep with what not? And sleep with goats. What not? And sleep with goats. Whatnot and sleep with goats. And whatnot and whatnot and what not and whatnot whatnot. So while the cat's away what not so while the cat's away what not while the cat's away, the mice are gonna play. What not Whatnot? Timothy Vay McBalming. What not? Timothy Vay McBalming. What not? Timothy Vay McBalming
3: Whatnot
1: Whatnot And sleep with goats. What not and sleep with goats? What not not? what not what not what not
0: so what, what whatnot. not what not all right so just a little reminder of how much fun we've had oh look at that greeting from now. thank you <laughs> oh, sorry. that was amazing
1: what the fuck is wrong with you what is wrong with
0: you oh KB, you should you really the hands have that man. kind of you time huh <laughs> Well, it was fun. It was fun. So (laughs) anyway, so 100 episodes in. We've had a lot of fun. And I think we've covered a lot of great material. We're looking forward to continuing. We ask that you follow, subscribe, do all the things that everybody asks you to do. Please please uh, stick with us and share the show with your friends as well. Uh, Anything else to add? Anybody anybody have anything to follow that up with? Smash like buttons, subscribe, please. And cross, we're on... Yeah, uh,
1: we're on uh, we're on Rumble, D Live, YouTube, <laughs> Foxhole, and where else? Is there one other one in there? Uh. Anyway. Twitch. Twitch. So if you have if you have no, accounts but you don't really conagulant. use them, please like them. Please subscribe. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, the more numbers we get, the more we beat the algorithms, the more we can get the word out, and the more JV can make crazy stupid videos like that and make me
0: cry. Uh, he cute in our in our chat said Tim pointed oh, out that Timothy Vay McBombing, which is one of my favorite moments. As well. <laughs> yeah. you know, Timothy Vay <laughs> McBombing. It was a McBombing. It's kind of like the McRib. You eat it and then you bomb the toilet. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh Jr. Thanks for being here. You he's look-
2: cute. is awesome. He's always in my chat too.
0: Jr. You're looking good with your new headset there and your new camera, and you got some good lighting yeah, there. Mabby. So appreciate. Yeah, appreciate. Yeah, you.
3: I'm. I'm- I'm not going to sleep with goats or whatnot either. So, <laughs> L, thank you for being here.
0: Uh, people were asking in the stream where your stream is and where people can uh, watch, follow, and all that.
2: Uh, Well, you know what? Why don't you just, if you head on over to my website, which is com. that's com. Up at the top, there's a, a little link where it says L sites and socials. You can find me everywhere that I am. So, Perfect, <laughs>
0: Perfect. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Remember, we'll be on Wednesday night again, 10 p.m. Eastern, unless we decide to do something in between, uh, which you never know. We do that sometimes. Uh, but if we don't, yeah, we'll Yeah, we'll it see. happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you Wednesday night. Anything else? Yeah. So look?
1: make sure you yeah. hit the little
0: bell. Hit the
1: little bell. Hit the little bell. Subscribe, bell. Subscribe, bell. And then you'll know.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right, everybody. Thanks
2: for being here. Are you saying subscribe bell, Britt? No, I'm just kidding, Sorry.
1: I'm saying subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Mcbombing what not what <laughs> not what not what not what not and sleep with goats what not and sleep with goats what not and sleep with goats and what not and what not and what not and what not what not so while the cat's away what not so while the cat's away what not while the cat's away the mice are gonna play <laughs> what not what not, Timothy Vay McBalming What not, Timothy Vay McBalming What not, Timothy Vay McBalming What
3: not? What not?
1: And sleep with goats. What not? And sleep with goats. What not? not? And what not? What not? What not? What what not?
2: What not?